This is Shaka Wart Speak. Hey, welcome to Shaco Art Speak. I'm here with my fantastic co-host, Dr. Gareth Blackwell. Hey, what's up? Which is funny because we just had some snacks, man. I wasn't going to say it today. I, know, you, I literally had decided I wasn't going to say it know, today, but like, we did. Of, of all days, today would be the day because we just finished. It was lunch, but still. Yeah, we ate proper pie. That was an amazing. Yeah. You convinced, dude. I think you've completely changed my perspective. Like I love pie, but and I think maybe I'm changing when it comes to Popeyes. I think mm. that my mom used to just do bad, um, like. Did you microwave like popper? Yeah, yeah, yeah those, those are, were gro- those are tough. As a kid, I liked them, and then something changed in me, like when I became a teenager. And yeah, they were weirdly sweet in a way that a savory wasn't supposed to yeah, be. Dude, and the, it's the just crust gross, is made of toilet paper and sugar. So yeah, it's toilet paper weird. and sugar, man. Yeah. So this was not that. No. Oh my gosh, this so was good. so good. Yeah. I'm freaked out right now. Yeah, and so uh, we get to we get to relax back into a conversation with you for a few minutes. Um, well, we try not to glaze over from the food. Yeah, we rarely out. eat before we record. Um, so this is going to be different because um, normally I'm fantasizing about eating as we record, and that's incentive <laughs> for me. I'm satisfied, so I may be, Heck I yeah. may, I may fall asleep on this one. No, right. we're just kidding. Well, if you do, I'll keep rolling. Yeah, keep it going. So we we've done. Uh, well, our desire is to to hit you know various zones of what it means to be a maker, an artist, a designer. Yeah, and so like we we talk the know, holistic part the holistic it. part. We, yeah. we say that all the time, and so there are things that are deeply practical but deeply essential and important and, and sometimes even like critical to hear repeated, even if you're familiar and have actually gone through the process. True. And so, um, you know, there's a desire to serve as, as much as uh, provoke in terms of thinking about things. And so, um, you know, this series that we've been doing on grants has been, I think, super key um, because it's a, it's one of those important things that, that you, you get in art school or you get in a seminar mm-hmm. um, and, but it's kind of mystified until someone helps to break it down for you. And, and it's you know, it's mystifying enough that some people never ask because of the intimidation factor. Yeah, that's the truth, man. You know, so um, so here we are. We're, we're um, doing our, our final part to this is part three. Part four. Part four. That's yeah. right. It's, it is part four. So part four, and we're, you know, we're calling this one now that you've won. So you've won the you've won the grant. And mm-hmm. you might be thinking, like, is there even a conversation after I've won? Yeah, I know. Most people, I mean, like when they... When you think about a grant, you're thinking, okay, well, the, the whole point of it is to get the thing. Yeah. Once I get it, I'm done. Yep. Um, but it's definitely not the best way to kind of move forward with things um, because we don't, I mean, you know, you've only started. You've gotten through the first step of something. Um, you know, it's like you're making a, pan, uh, a painting and you've built the panel and you're like, oh, I guess I'm done now. Yeah. It's like, no, now yeah. you get to go to the work. Yep. Right? Like you've got the surface. Now you can do the work. Um so hopefully if you, you know, if you're listening to the first, uh, the first three parts and the Which second and should. third part, you definitely need to go back and listen to them if you haven't. Um, the second and third part, we talked about just some, some tips for making sure that, um, you know, as you do your proposal, that it's coming through and it's being uh, the best it can be. And you're following all the, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, Correct. so to speak. Um, and one of the things is that, you know, your grant should really be coming from a place where you're already doing the work or you have a body of work that shows you're able to do it. Um, and if that's, the, if that's the case, then it shouldn't be difficult for you to kind of continue on and do this work because most projects, um, there's probably some part of it that even if you don't get the grant, you can still move forward on and do. It mm-hmm. may not be to the same, you know, scope or scale or speed, um, but it should be there. So really with this last part, we wanted to, because, uh, you know, Oftentimes when you hear it, it's about just getting the grant, just right. getting the thing applied for, and yep. then the conversation stops. 
So once you get that, where do we go? So we got we got seven things that are kind of good to keep in mind. Um, and, you know, with the series, one of the things that's been nice is like, uh, you know, we had we had 16 points in developing your proposal. We have seven points here um, now that you've won. And it really is so that you can kind of have, in a sense, like a checklist to mark yourself. It's a very practical, very like just practical thing to do, mm-hmm. um, which is good because that's the nature of grant writing and receiving grants and making sure things are done. It's a heavy process. Like yeah. it is not, you know, it's not it's not loosey goosey at all. It's you, you do these things to get the grant. Once you have the grant, there's some things you actually have to do. All right. So first and foremost, I'd say we have to start off. We have to actually understand that when you get that, the first thing to do is like breathe a sigh of relief and celebrate a little bit. Yeah. Celebration. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, you did a lot of work to get yeah. to that place. Um, and it's nice to have that little reprieve right there in the middle before you really start the project and the work to just kind of sit back and say, Hey, this is great. But also, yeah. And I think that celebration may sound like obvious, but being don't be ashamed to celebrate uh, and do do so in the in the many of the sort of fashions that are available to us to do it publicly in some ways because grant organizations want that celebrated oh yeah, oh, yeah. and they want others to know what's transpired and uh, that's part of the, per, the 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 kind of perceived value that can't be just that can't be tangibilized necessarily oh yeah definitely and, and that value matters and um it it's an important um, an expression that I think can't be stated enough. No, that's definitely the truth. I mean, cause it's, you know, cause over and over again, like your work that you do for this grant is going to be tied to the program you receive yeah. them funding from and not because they own it or anything weird like that with your intellectual property, but because they enabled it through the yep. funding. So it's always nice. Like, you know, you, you pick up a book like, uh, you know, earlier Ryan and I were talking about air guitar by Dave Hickey and on the front cover is a big sticker that says, MacArthur Grant Award winner. Yep. You know, and like that was 20 years ago yeah. that he got that. And the um, funny thing about that is that's actually how I learned. I got that book 20 years ago, and that's how I learned about yeah. the MacArthur Grant. Mm, and nice. now I've known several people that have won it at VCU. Like it, so it actually, to your point, it's a great point. It actually brought something into focus that was otherwise not on my radar at all. Yeah. So it's, you know, so the celebrate part is not just about like, oh, hey, I got this thing. You know, it, it's part that, you know, hey, congratulations to me. It actually happened. Like, that's great, too. But it's also celebrating the fact that this organization was willing celebrating to give money. Celebrating the organization. Yeah. Yeah, celebrating the organization. An integral part of that relationship. <laughs> yep. Um, so it's really helpful to just, you know, stop and celebrate what's going on. And that leads us into the second point, which mm-hmm. is you really have to acknowledge the people that gave you money. Like, you know, it's you wouldn't want your you wouldn't want your celebration to kind of just be like, hey, I got a bunch of money. And now I get to do this project without yeah. saying, hey. Now I retreat into my cave. <laughs> exactly. Like my bad cave. But you need to be like, hey, Organization X has given me this money and I'm super pumped about that. And I want to acknowledge who those people are because, you know, to what you said earlier, Ryan, the, the truth of the matter is uh, a grant organization is going to need the word of mouth of you yes. celebrating what you did and acknowledging the people who are funding you. So that more people the next year can apply and hopefully have more projects that, you know, are worth doing and worth funding. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's good PR, so to speak, for mm-hmm. the, uh, the organizations. But also, like, the money isn't coming from nowhere. Yeah. It's coming from a very specific place. Exactly. And uh, I think, if, you know, from our, our perspective, I would, you know, throw in there, I guess, redundantly so. But is that, um, sorry, I'm having allergies, folks. So if you hear any sniffling, I'm not. I'm not sick or anything. I'm just sneezy. Gareth, <laughs> Gareth wears a very particular cologne that makes me sneeze. That's what he said today. So now I know what's going on whenever I see him. Um, mm-hmm. 
So there is the um, celebrating of the individuals is um, worth spelling out because I think we're prone to assume that things kind of do come from nowhere. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's easy to feel that. And so it's, it is easy. I kind of joked and said, you go back to your cave, but it really is easy. I've been on the receiving end of some awards where mm-hmm. I don't think I express enough gratitude. And so, you know, no letters sent like early on in my experiences, I should have, I should have done a lot more because, um, those people need to be encouraged as much as we do mm-hmm. on the receiving end of that to keep doing it. Yeah. So it's a mutual generativity and edification or commu- or encouragement um, that shouldn't, you know, start or stop with us. And the assumption is, I think it's okay. So I think it's easy to assume that when someone maybe has more money, they don't need to be encouraged. Yeah. But if yeah. you want them to be generous with it, you need to encourage them. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, you know, uh, rough spots in life, rough spots, uh, you know, in history are, they hit everybody in different ways, but they That's hit right. everybody. Yeah. Everybody's you human know, so, is the point. You know, there have been uh, grant giving organizations that I've heard about in the last couple of years that have just shut down. You yeah. know, they've, they've said, oh, either there's not enough people applying or there's not, uh, you know, not enough money or the work we have coming in is not actually what it is. So we're going to pivot and change position and do something else. Um, so I think, yeah, part of kind of like, you know, damming up that stream of people flowing out of the grant giving space is to make sure that, you know, they feel appreciated for what they're doing because, you know, oftentimes these are not small grants, you know, um, you know, as a student, you know, there were things that I got and that, you know, even VCU awards where it's, you know, a few hundred bucks to do this or that. Um, but you know, some of these, some of these awards can be an entire year of your work plus, you know, like you you get into things like the MacArthur grant and you've got multiple years of work, possibly an entire trajectory post award, Mm -hmm. uh, based on the award that they give you. So it's always good to acknowledge that funder, um, also, with any sort of money, the, the third point is to make sure you are keeping track of those expenses, that you're actually recording what's going on. Because the delivery method for a lot of grants can be varied. Mm-hmm. So you could have one where they say, hey, you won, here's your check. It's a flat rate, and we don't really look at it. Uh, we don't want to say anything. We just need to have an annual report that you give us in a year or something. Um, and then others uh, will treat it more like a reimbursement. Mm-hmm. So they'll say, hey, uh, you need to know, you need to tell us exactly how much you spent. It needs to line up with the budget you submitted. And once you submit receipts, then we'll pay you back for Mm -hmm. it. So, you know, you have to keep those records um, because the last thing you want to do is go through a grant process, have kept no records. And then the organization says, hey, we actually need to see all the receipts. And you say, I don't have them. And they go, well, then you owe us two grand Mm -hmm. because, you know, the government needs to know we're spending our money properly. Yep. That's a big thing. Um, you know, and, and this is something that you probably are already doing in your private life as it is. You may do it in your studio practice as well. Um, but you really have to keep those records for your expenses mm-hmm. um, because there always, there tends to be with almost every grant you receive something, some follow-up, some report, something where they tell you or ask you to describe what you did and how much and how it worked and how you used the money because it's another way for them to really um, kind of quantify the work of the organization. You know, our work, uh, you know, our work in grant giving uh, helped us uh, be a part of creating X number of pieces of art. It helped us do X, Y, and Z. So those records are very helpful in that space. Hey, question. Why do you feel like that's important? To, well, keeping, why, the, keeping the records? Yeah, why, are you, why do you think it's important to mention? Mm. Like, why do I personally feel yeah, like it's what, important? What do you think are some of the reasons why that, 
might well, be. I think some of it is unobvious like, and worth mentioning. Yeah, I think some of the the reasons are is that there is a weird, and we've talked about this before. There's just kind of like weird mystical quality to the way that artists do work. Yeah, a lot of people think that we kind of like go in a studio, shut a door, and then we just appear with this magical object that just mm-hmm. appeared out of the ether. Um, you know, and a lot of folks don't know where it's like. Okay, well, how much goes into, you know, the visual research or the reading that I have to do or, you know, the the travel to get to a certain place? Right. Um, or maybe even, you know, like depending on your medium, the shows, the movies, the music that you're 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 consuming in order to really be um, making the work you're making. Um, but also, you know, we have a tendency to see the object at the end and mm-hmm. go, oh, well, that's what you did. Oh, well, but this painting I just gave you uh, actually was 30 paintings that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I had to recreate this panel 12 times mm-hmm. because I kept messing up or it wasn't the right size or something had to change or whatever. Um, like we don't, we may understand that having gone through the process of art school and the understanding of studio practice. But to someone who's on the other side of that, they just see the object and go, oh, yeah, finish that. You know, it's kind of like pulling a fork out of the drawer. It's like, oh, I needed a fork. I pulled out yeah. a fork. Here's a fork. There it is. And it's like, no, there's a lot more that goes into it. So those records are also helpful because. If you've got somebody who's just a straight business person, they may say, hey, we gave you $3,000 and this is what you came up with. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, well, here's all the work that went into it. And here's my records to show that. Yeah. Um, because what I do actually is much more valuable and more work and uh, effort intensive than maybe you give me credit for. Yeah. Yeah. And I throw, I just throw in there an extra it would just be that the, um, the note in this to me is that um, – it's definitely a good to find friends that can vet and look over this stuff mm-hmm. and you can outsource record keeping or people that have more skills. They may be outside the arts. They may have a friend or an, an aunt or uncle or, you know, sibling or neighbor mm-hmm. who's an account, like somebody who's organized and you may not be organized, but don't, I think the the thing is uh, the value of what you're talking about is recognizing what is there mm-hmm. and then outsourcing what you don't have until you can do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Meaning, yeah. you know, even if it's just like sitting down with someone who's more organized than you, that can help you kind of think about the tedium of this. Cause for some of us, the tedium that seems to be there may or may not be there truly, but it's intimidating cause it feels like work oh, yeah, at yeah. a level that um, most, you know, some of us are just, we're almost um, allergic to. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, uh, you know, I, I struggle with certain types of organization. So um, just in my historic past. And so yeah. certain things are harder for me to step towards. They don't come as, um, not as easy because I, there's other people that can do it better and they're still working at it. So I don't want to say it necessarily comes as easy, but it you know it kind of doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so I can imagine someone being like keeping receipts is death. But yeah. most of the artists that I know that actually are really doing the work in general spend equal amounts of time keeping records mm-hmm. and doing administrative work as they do actually making in their studio. Yeah, I, I, and that's something that's not talked about at all. And I heard a few faculty coming up in undergrad that mentioned that to me, and it wasn't enough to, for me to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. But boy, is it true! Yeah, I mean, uh, when I talk to people about it, I always say that there's uh, there's the sexy work of making and the non sexy work. Yeah, and everybody wants to do the sexy stuff. They want to do the making, the shows, the exhibitions. They want to share. They want to sell. They want to do all that stuff, right? Um, but the non-sexy work actually allows you to keep doing that over a longer period of time. It's just, it's just true. So you got to have the work that enables the studio work to actually take place. So good habits are, are you know, good habits are key. Yeah, yeah. Seeing where the natural overlaps are between building habits as far as like how you do your bills, your monthly bills in general. Mm-hmm. Understanding that there's you're building muscle memory and habit that's going to make you better at uh, keeping records for uh, 
you know, a post-grad oh, yeah. experience, right? Like where you can find the natural overlap in your life is really critical because then it can help have, give you more, um, more reason to dig into it, understanding the transferability. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And you know, and the nice thing is once you have these records and you're kind of moving into that space, it gets to the fourth point, which is now you get to actually do the work, you do yeah. the project. And if you're out there listening and you say, well, that seems kind of obvious as a no brainer, you might be surprised how many people get grants and don't do the work. Therefore, they never get the actual funding for it. They never get the reimbursement because the initial purchasing never happens. The work just doesn't happen. Um, You know, there's um, having been part uh, in very small part to some uh, grant programs where they give out the money it is actually a lot more common than you think for somebody to be awarded something and never follow through with the work to actually get the award. And this is something uh, really important because with a lot of grant applications, you will submit things like a timeline and there are timeframes. So they'll say, Oh, any work that is supposed to be completed, you know, it needs to be completed within two calendar years from date of of award uh, receipt or something like that. 18 months, 12 months, whatever it may be. And so having to like stick to that timeline and say, hey, what I actually proposed, I now am going to do, uh, can be difficult because life pops up. You know, you might have applied for a grant 10 months ago, then something new right. came in your life. Right. Well, the application for the grant and the receipt of it and that award means that now you get to abide by the timeline that you gave them. Yep. Um, you know, there may be some changes and you can talk to the committee about that. And they usually are mo- mostly flexible mm-hmm. with things that are big deals. But, you know, you, you just have to do the work. Um, so it's no small thing to mention. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That's big. Yeah, I mean, even if there's variation in the work, I mean, I think, I think um, you know, certain outcomes don't, don't come exactly the way that um, you'd expect. There's a translation between proposal and outcome, mm-hmm. and there's a need to know, and there's um, grant providers or givers don't know what they don't know about what you don't know. Right, yeah, yeah. Or also then they don't have the the full detailed grasp mm-hmm. of the specified nature of the thing. And so I think um, working through a project, even if you meet up against obstacles that to your mind mean the outcome is different than what you had thought it was going to be, I think has to be factored into this so that you're not feeling guilty or then hesitant to pursue it further, mm-hmm. um, which therefore loses that grant, that grant money or that, that, uh, reimbursement. So understanding that just knowing that, um, concept to outcome can have great variability to it. Oh yeah. To and- you, but in a way that it's not even on the radar of the, <coughs> <coughs> sorry, dude, that's okay. <coughs> <coughs> I've been fighting it, man. <laughs> Good night, dude. My allergies have been busted my butt, dude. Last two days. <clears throat> it's not even on their radar because they didn't have the actual thing in front of their face. Right, so it's yeah, like yeah. you're not lying, you're not withholding, they just don't know. Mm-hmm. No, and that's, it's all good. Golly, dude. It'll be easy to pick up because in the waveform, it'll be these giant spikes. <laughs> you good? Yeah, I think so. You got, you finish this out, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and with, you know, with a lot of these awards, um, it's, you have to remember, you're talking with folks who are not, not within the arts necessarily. Like they're tangential 
you know, they've, they've got some sort of uh, understanding of it, but they, they may be very different, you know, so, uh, you know, doing the work and like keeping up with things and following through the project is super important, which gets to the fifth part, which is once you receive a grant, there will be other things that the committee will ask for. You know, they may come back and say, Hey, you know what? We need some tax information for you. Now that you've, you know, gotten this grant stuff, we need to uh, know like, you know, that sort of information. There may be a, uh, a midway point report where they want to know that there's good progress being made. Uh, some grants I've seen even will say, you know, only half of the funds are available for the first half. And yep. unless you submit a midterm report that shows good progress, we will not support, we will not. Dude, you uh, are depressing me, Gareth. I know, you know, it's like, because well, I mean, really when we, when we get a grant, a lot of times we think of this as, Oh, you've, you've prepaid me for work. So I can kind of relax a little bit, not do stuff. But, you know, one of the joys of uh, getting free money from a group is that they ask a few things for you in return, which is usually a bit of responsibility on keeping up with things, letting them know what's going on and some basic, um, you know, basic sort of communication. And so um, whatever those reports or updates are that the committee may want, um, they don't have to be amazing. Right. These, these people are not saying, hey, uh, we're giving the sculptor a grant. Uh, and therefore, because we're writing them a check, we now think that they have an MBA and understand everything about business. Like a lot of these reports are very much like, hey, write this narrative up about what's going on, include an update for your timeline moving forward and tell us how much money you've spent. Mm -hmm. Like it, it becomes kind of like cliff notes for their committee to meet together and say, OK, it looks like things are on, on, on progress or, hey, do we need to have somebody that can have a conversation with a person like, you know, can we help them out with something? So it's not like none of this is trying to be like, you know, punitive where it's like we gave you free money. So now you have to do a whole bunch of ridiculous legwork. Um, a lot of it is they want to see the they want to make sure that the projects are completed because mm -hmm. you know, nobody wants to give money for incomplete projects that they can't actually turn around and then use to their advantage to form more grants and more projects for more artists. So the updates are all in that space. They're there to help you so that you can stay on task. Right. They're there to help you so that you are getting whatever, you know, support or encouragement you may need from the organization. And it just helps you know that there's something you're kind of staying honest to. Right. You know, which is, I mean, how many of us can just go into our studio and just get lost in it and just be there? And then we're like, oh, well, it's been 12 hours and it felt like nothing. Like it's totally nuts. And so it's like, I think all of us get in that space. So why wouldn't we do that over the course of a year if we've been given some grant? Right. Um, so yeah, then the, the sixth thing is really, uh, so don't take it for granted is what it, you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> the sixth thing is then promote your work. All right. Um, when you get a grant, it's just not another project to kind of slop into the portfolio or just to kind of place in the midst of your, your website. Like you want to promote this, right? This is a, uh, organization that has promoted your work that has said here, we want to help you with it. So once you get done with it, once you're doing it, once you're in the process, like start showing this stuff off. Yeah. Show what you're doing. Be a promoter because you're not just promoting yourself. Right. You're promoting the organization. Now, with this, again, you're, you're, you're not going to say, hey, I just did all these paintings. It's like I did these paintings because I got this grant. It's always kind of attaching that name to it, allowing them to be there. Um, also because that's uh, a good point. Highly, highly generative. So if I say, Hey, uh, organization a gave me a grant for this body of work and I'm finished with it and it's super great. I really love it. Well, there may be other organizations out there looking at what you're doing and saying, Hey, this artist or designer just landed this grant and completed it, which gives us more faith in their ability 
to complete the project that they maybe apply for through us. Yes. So a uh, successfully completed grant can rely or can uh, turn into and relate to other successful grants. So it can become like dominoes for you. Yeah. So don't, you know, don't hide that. Let it be out there. Let people know what's going on. Yes. Um, and then the last thing is super simple and it's just a simple act of kindness and it's send a thank you note. You know, like if you have been awarded a grant, just take a few minutes, shoot back an email, find a little, you know, index card to write a thank you note on and pop in the mail, but something to say, Hey, I really appreciate this. You mm-hmm. know, it's an opportunity you didn't have to give me. It's money that I, you know, didn't have to have for free. Um, it's a project that I could have maybe paid for in some other way or taken longer to do. Uh, so thanks for what you've done. Um, it takes a lot of work for organizations to have the capital and the human resources in place to facilitate grants programs. It is not a small undertaking by the organizations that do the funding. So it, you should not treat it like a small undertaking. Right. Like you should be appreciative and know that that one simple email that says, congratulations, you've been accepted for the 2021 grant cycle. That simple two or three line email probably has dozens of people behind it. Mm-hmm. Not That's just facts. not just the money, the people that write the check for the organization, but you know there are secretaries and treasurers and board people and community contacts and folks that spent hours reviewing every single application that came in. There's a large number of people behind there, and those can be very, very thankless jobs. Because as the artist or designer, when you get the grant, you get to promote yourself. Mm-hmm. You get to show your work. But the person who's helping to hand out these grants or make decisions, nobody usually knows who they even are. That's that is so true, man. So a simple, hey, everybody associated with this grant, thank you so much, I couldn't have done it without you, actually does a huge thing. And like most kindness, when kindness is exercised throughout organizations um, or two organizations that you're working with, there tends to be a bit more charity that comes out of them as well. So let's say um, you get the grant you fire off a thank you note. You say, thanks, I really appreciate this. You actually mean it. Um, three months down the line, something happens, and the project gets derailed. Well, that thank you note is not going to hurt you if you have to talk to those folks and say, hey, things are going to change. Things will be a little different. There may be a lot more charity on their end um, if they know that this is a person who's actually, you know, humanizing in what yes. they're doing. You know, they're connecting with folks. They care about knowing folks and being known by folks. You know, they care about actually generating something just beyond their own personal career. Yep. So those thank you notes can be super huge. Um, I mean, I know for me, just as a, as a teacher, I've probably gotten less than a dozen kind of like thank you notes from mm-hmm. students in the past, and they're all in a special place, and I keep every single one of them because they're few and far between, and they're super helpful and encouraging in the work I do. So... I know that's the case for everyone else. That, right. You know, thank you notes are huge. They seem like small, nothing acts for most of us, but they're huge, especially in a case where somebody is stroking a possibly very large check for you. Uh, thank you note is great work. Yep. No, I mean, I just got one actually from a um, student and uh, came. It was very thoughtful and it was a hard year. So some of their words, I, I got to write back to her actually, but just got a couple days ago. It was very, very timely. Yeah. And it meant, it actually meant something. It was like, in the midst of, you know, some, some, uh, harsh stuff, you know, that I've never experienced before for on the, from students, you know, receiving that was like very, very like, yeah, it's encouraging because we're people, yep you know, and you're, you're always weighing like, what am I doing and what's the value of it? So, um, 
you know, I always say at the end of every human, in, um, the end goal of every sort of maker, you know, experience transaction, you know, is, is human relationship. And every facet of the way in which that happens entails human relationship. And those relationships can either be uh, flourished or uh, yeah. um, enhanced um, where someone is built up or tore down. You mm-hmm. know? So this is build up, does it tear down? Am I building up or do I tear down? Those are great questions to always ask. Am I building up or am I tearing down? The second question is, well, what am I tearing down if I need to tear down? What mm-hmm. am I building up? Am I building up the wrong thing? So it's, it's more nuanced than that. Yeah, definitely. But certainly, um, you know, when you stomp on, you know, I'm always sensitive to when like customer service peeps are rude. Yeah. The reason why is because I've been in customer service and my default is they might be actually having a bad day. Mm-hmm. So my first step is for me personally, because of how much I experience this in an art store, is on average, I'm uh, more patient and more kind when I experience that. And what I find mm. is by doing that, most people are disarmed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time that I've done, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm dogged with this because of how much I took it at the art store to where I was like, I can't believe how horrible people are. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That I'm like, when someone's having a bad day, you know, I'll say, hey, you having a, you have a rough day today? And they'll go, yeah. And, then, and if I just drop one anecdotal, like, I hear you, like, you know, I've, I've seeing people do X, Y, and Z, and I'll say, well, that's what's happening to me right now. Or, or yeah, and it, anything that alleviates that tension uh-huh. is a humanizing endeavor, and it draws in uh, a relationship, and it could actually matter. Like, yeah. it could really, really matter. You, you're not, it's not really our business to know in particular how it matters if we have the presence of mind to know that it matters in general. Yeah. So in general, these kinds of gratitude expressions matter, and to what extent and to what specified end, we don't know. Oftentimes, but if you start with the safe assumption that it does matter and you make those extra efforts, you are uh, preserving that which needs to be preserved Mm -hmm. in order for more of it to occur. Yeah. And, you know, at a very simple level, like if you have the ability to choose being kind or being mean, why wouldn't you just choose being kind? Yeah. I mean, like that, and we all, I think we all have that feeling, that experience. Like we, and it's not as simple as that all the time. You know, there's different circumstances. But at the end of the day, like, if you can't send a thank you note and somebody's writing you a big check, when will you say thank you? Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, this is like the no-brainer time to say thanks. I mean, that's the thing, dude. Look at kindness towards Ken Gilbertson, man. And then, you mm-hmm. know, now we're living post uh, our Christmas, our first, you know, launch yeah. of the Christmas album. Which that's true. It, it's, after, you know, it's still there for you to get if you want it. You yeah, know? yeah. It'll be, it's never going away. Right. So we'd love for you to have a copy. Yeah, seriously. And, and who knows? If you order one, maybe we'll throw in a little thank you note. Yeah, maybe we'll throw a thank you note in there. <laughs> and we might be making another one this year. I don't know. So Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Volume three. <laughs> well, hey, um, so that gets us through like the whole Grand Series. Like, it's, yes. it's all the stuff, right? It gets us through understanding the terrain. It gets us through like 16 tips on how to make your proposal the best it can be and seven things you do after you get it. Now, uh, one thing we didn't talk about is what if you're in that multitude of rejections? And so, oh. real quick, Real quick, what I would say is if you're in the multitude of rejections, just know you're in good company. Yep. Everybody's gotten rejected. Um, the Except majority for me. Of, <laughs> the majority of people get rejected, <laughs> right? Like that's just what it is. Um, but what you get to do is uh, if you get rejected for that grant, follow up and say, hey, I got rejected. What could have made this stronger? Most of the time these organizations will talk to you and they'll say, yeah, here you go. These things, Ugh, this wasn't I don't strong. like that part, Gareth. I don't want to follow up. I'm bitter. <laughs> Well, that's usually where I'm most of us are. Not a fan of that, dude. We Come just on. write it off and say, follow nah, up. Forget it. It turns. 
<laughs> That's usually what we say, right? We're just like, nah, I'm done with this. Throw it away. Back burner. Delete. Go throw eat it a turd in sandwich on that one. <laughs> go, go throw this in the recycle bin on the computer. And we're good to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, follow up. And then also the next thing is like, you know, get back up on that proverbial horse. You got to do it again. You fell off. Get back up. Gosh, you're better than me, Gareth. I turn into Oprah. You get a turd sandwich. You get a turd sandwich. Everybody gets a turd sandwich. No, it's a... Uh, I've been I've been uh, experiencing rejection experiencing rejection for grants for two two uh, decades now. So yeah. uh, this is a highly informed. <laughs> a, I'm just letting you know uh, I can count on just a few fingers how many have said yes, and I could put a stack of paper. Together. And by a few fingers, he's breaking down the three segments of of his pinky and, and calling those fingers. It's just one thing. <laughs> Dude, but I will tell you though, because the rejections are so plentiful, when those yeses come yeah. in, it's almost it's like you're yes. like you're like, what do I do with this? <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> um, yeah. Because I mean, you know, uh, almost to the point where uh, you want to email them back and be like, are you sure you didn't yeah. want to give this to somebody else? <laughs> yeah, you have the right address here because I usually get the rejections. Uh, yeah. You sent the acceptance to the right. wrong address, right? Um, but yeah, like I mean, definitely keep a good spirit about it. Like you didn't lose anything except a little time. You know, like, it's not like somebody said, oh, now we've taken $2,000 from you. Yeah. It's just you didn't get it. You know, yeah. it doesn't stop your work. You can still do that work, albeit slower or whatever. Hey, team, here's the thing. If you're listening right now, this is the first time you'll hear Gareth and I disagree. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Probably. Because I'm negative about this stuff. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just letting you know everything he's saying. I'm like... I'm doing like Christmas story dad curses under my breath. Like I see the Grinch looking down on Whoville with yeah. his tiny heart. Yeah, my tiny. I'm like, dude, it's such a waste of time. I, I have to grow in this area, team. So I'm just letting you all know that this is sincerely an area where what Garrett's saying makes sense to me, but my heart does not agree with him. And so I'm I'm sitting here disgruntled, shifting. I mean, or, dude, I'm not gonna lie, it sucks. To get those notes. Yeah, it sucks, man. And it sucks to then go, okay, I'll follow It's why on. I did an art project where I set out rejection letters to all these famous artists for shows they never applied to. Because I was like, <laughs> you need a rejection letter. <laughs> You're getting too much. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting too big for your britches, mister. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a no. Here's uh, a no. Just <laughs> So, hey, if you're out there and you need us to send someone a rejection letter to a show that they didn't apply to. <laughs> Please. Listen, I, I'm just feeling spontaneous. Let us know. Some people send Christmas cards. <laughs> Some people send Christmas cards. We send we unsolicited send rejection. rejection letters. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. Sorry, please. Gareth. I didn't mean to no, un it's undermine, no, I think undermine it's a your <laughs> optimism because I agree with it. Otherwise, we wouldn't work together. But I, I'm just like, there's just some part of me. It just feels too real. And I'm just like, no, no, dude. It's all good, man. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, it's real. You will go through a gamut of emotions with. Because uh, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I mean, yeah. it's not, you know, it's not weird for you to put 20, 30, 40 hours into a grant proposal. And then somebody in you know 15 seconds writes you a, we're sorry, but due to a large number yeah. of applicants this year, we were not able to reward all people that we thought were deserving. Yeah. You know, which I guess comes from some like, you know, crappy formletter.com yeah. sort of copy and paste job. But um, due to being totally busy, <laughs> yeah. we didn't even read your application because we judged your handwriting. Yeah. I I'm guess sorry. you got to start writing with your dominant hand. Yeah, I know. So much for that art project. I've been yeah. writing with my non-dominant hand for 20 years, and no one ever can read what I'm writing. So <sighs> it's time a, to change. It's a lifelong performance piece. Yeah. So um, on that note, I think it's a good time to wrap it up um, and uh, leave you all <laughs> with a little bit of levity for this year. Um, 
but yeah, uh, do uh, I do encourage you? You know, we very much are like, hey, go get some grants, make some cool stuff, promote the people that are giving those grants, and you know, then maybe I don't know, turn get, around, make a ton the, of money, and start giving out grants of your own. Yeah, giving grants of your own, and pick up the Christmas album. Pick it yes, up. Pick That's it a wrap. The Ken Gilbertson Band Volume Two. You heard him in the last episode, or yeah, last episode, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Uh, and um, this album is 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 rocking. Check out our Instagram page. You can see. You know, some uh, shots of stuff. We got some other cool items you can get that I, I, are hot yes. hoodies and hats and things, hotness. Smoking. There's a lot of stuff coming. And um, let's just throw it out there that the uh, builder um, it was included in the uh, Liftoff Global Network First Filmmaker Sessions 2020 Film Festival. Yep. And um, that's normally like in London um, at Pinewood Studios. So we'll see what happens with COVID. But yeah. that's where Star Wars was shot. And so we're really excited about that. Gareth <laughs> told me yesterday and I pooped my pants. <laughs> I just said, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in a weird mood today. It's been, it's the end of, you know, it's the end of a strange year. But uh, that film is still available for you to watch. And please know, like, if you go there and you're like, whoa, the, 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 the rental fee, like, we are a struggling nonprofit yeah. who do everything with a lot of sacrifice. And so mm-hmm. any little bit of support you give us for the, DVD, if you go on Patreon, your Patreon support has has been um, huge. Huge. We will take a dollar and run hard with it. Yes. And so we've done a lot with very little, and we're hoping that people start to um, uh, get excited about what we could do with more. Mm-hmm. And even a little bit from you can go a long way for us. And so if you feel so inclined, make a, make a you know, end-of-year tax-deductible donation. Mm-hmm. Um, give a, Consider um, becoming an annual supporter through Patreon. Uh, uh, watch the film, share the film. We want the message to get out there. We think it's critical to mm-hmm. um, just our future as far as how we think about sustaining an art ecosystem. And, um, you know, look at some of the the good, um, fun stuff we got with um, some of our merchandise. So Yeah, and everything will be in there in the show notes. So yep. you'll be able to follow links and get to all those sort of stuff and get there. And we would love your support because we relish it and we take great encouragement from all yes. of it. So, as always, like we say, thank y'all. You're a fantastic audience. We love you, and we will catch you next time. Later. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent, nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at shacoartspace.com and in real life in historic Shaco Bottle.